Reality, the podcast. Hello, Pod Tribe. You're listening to Refined Reality, the podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Joe, shining a light on other realities with my friend and co-host Tracy DeCane, aka Miss Money Queen. Night, Bobby Joe. Today we are joined by a special guest, a guest that is very familiar to me and can be annoying at times. And that guest is my husband, Joey. I was kind of pondering whether I should do this or not, invite him on the podcast, but here we go. Let's see how this turns out. And what we'll be talking about is how his career has brought him to a place where he is now post-COVID, like, well, during COVID, he's been away for a month at a time. So basically spends six months of the year gone away from home. And now they've recently reduced it to three weeks on and three weeks off. But yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. And also, I know that Bobby Joe's husband works away from home as well. So she's in the same boat as us as far as relationship goes. And I know it's not something of the norm where couples spend half of their life away from each other. But we just want to shine a light on that and kind of talk about that because it's come so normal for us that it's like second nature that we go through this. And to some couples, they, I tell them my daily life and how we maneuver it and they kind of just are like flabbergasted at how I manage to do everything and how he manages to be away from home that long. And I just want to see Joey's perspective on it. In other words, does absence really make the heart grow fonder? How do you make it work when your partner is always traveling? Who does chores around the house when Joey's home? Joey. Of course, that would be me. Do you find it hard to have a routine? No, I just do what I got to do when I'm here. Yeah, but is that based on the list I've given you or you wanting to do it out of the kindness of your heart? (laughs) A little bit of both. Wait, you make him a a routine list and he does it? No, not really. Sometimes. But you always call me. (laughs) One thing you always do is you call me, so what did you do today? (laughs) Yeah, I do do that. (laughs) When I'm at work and he's at home and I know that he's not working, (laughs) and I get uh, during my lunch break, I take like a minute or two, give him a call, and I'm like, so what you doing? What did you do today? What did we accomplish? Wow, Tracy, you really are my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Our communication involves short phone calls when my husband is at work pooping, calling me to see what I accomplished today. (laughs) Yes, she always does that. She knows I'm always keeping busy. I try anyway. How do you cope being away so long, Joey? Do you get homesick? No, I don't get homesick. It's something that I'm used to. It's uh, even before I started doing this rotational work. I used to drive on the highway driving truck and I'd be gone six days a week not being home so it's something that I was already used to. Are you able to talk with Tracy and your kids every day? Because like it's a bit different for you guys because you guys have three children and Frank and I are childless. Oh yeah I call them or I text them uh, every day after work and before going to bed and stuff like that. I get uh, quite a bit of free time after work so I got uh, lots of time to socialize with coworkers and, and then uh, call uh, Tracy and ask how her day was and talk with the kids and say goodnight. So if you found that like, you didn't have that, 
ability to contact your family every day because of technology? Do you find that it would make a difference in your quality of life? Well, yeah, it would make a big difference. It's uh, at least you can keep communication going. Also, it's nice that I have my own phone in my room and there's an actual landline that I can call. So that's not too bad. Although there's no cell service, we still get Wi-Fi and a landline at least. Can you explain your job just for the listeners? Well, I work in on Baffin Island, which is northern, the north part of the island up in Nunavut, and it's a iron ore mine. So basically, all I do is that we have haul trucks that haul iron ore from the mine up to the uh, port. There's two sites on the island. And on the port side, that's where all the stockpile for the ore is, and that's where we dump it so that the boats can come. When the ice is is gone, the boats come in and load up the ore to ship all across the world. So are you close to the Arctic Circle? I'm way above it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you at really? I'm way above the Arctic Circle. Oh my gosh, how cold does it get? Well, it gets pretty cold, like even in... When was I there? I got back end of October. I was there from mid uh, from late October to mid November, and we were hitting temperatures of minus forty eight with the windshield, but it averaged around minus thirty five. And that's Celsius. Yeah, and it gets like it. It's tolerable, but that's what you get for staying in the <laughs> staying in the Arctic for a couple of a uh, couple of months out of the year. With <laughs> wow, and for our American listeners, um, that's minus like 48 Fahrenheit. Where, yeah, yeah, that's cold, it, it's cold, and in the dead of winter, it gets even colder. And now, especially now, it's it's the uh, it's slowly transitioning into complete darkness because there's right about now what when I left, there was. I'd say about maybe half hour of daylight left per day. And now by the time I go back, it's going to be 24 hour darkness. Oh, and sorry, I lied. That's minus 54.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah you're not helping. <laughs> it's, get, it's getting colder. But, oh my but gosh, in the January so and February ha- month, it's, it gets a lot colder than that. Last winter we had, some uh, temperatures that went down to the minus 60s and almost minus 70s. What's the coldest Celsius. you've experienced? Do you remember? In Celsius? The, yeah. The, How one, much? the coldest I've actually, when I was there, was uh, we hit minus 65. Wow. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's minus 85 Fahrenheit. That's insane. Yeah, that was cold. But we take lots of break to keep warm. It must be beautiful there, though. Oh, yeah. If, if you don't like trees, it's the perfect place to be. My husband works. He's surrounded by trees. He is a locomotive engineer, mm-hmm. so he drives the trains. <laughs> and um, he'll have to walk in the middle of buttfuck nowhere in waist-deep snow to, like, go around the train and check it at sightings and stuff as part of his job. So he gets pretty cold, too. Uh, He's taken a few pictures or, and, and said his eyebrows have, have froze oh, yeah. on his face and his beard. Yeah, that's very common for us as well. Like I said, it, 
we don't get although one thing is that there's not a lot of snow up there contrary to the belief really? that you'd think there's there would be a lot of snow but there's more snow down here than there is up there it's just that it's way colder and when uh, we do experience whiteouts once in a while that's because of the wind blowing the snow around because there's nothing stopping the wind at all anywhere see my husband i'm lucky in the sense that he can text or call me when he's at his destination Mm-hmm. Um, not during, of course, because of re- regulation, so he never uses his phone. And um, when he's on work trains, he also doesn't get to use his phone. So sometimes a work train, they'll call him, whether it be the middle of the night or whatever, if he's on, if he's on call, not which is like not holding a regular routine job. And they'll be like, hey, get your stuff. You need to be in work for work in two hours. Uh, you're ordered out, and you're going to be gone for five to ten days. Yeah, us, it's a lot more stable. When we do go in, we have, like, let's say last last rotation when I was in, I was on day shift. And next time I go in, it's going to be night shift. And it alternates every time I go in. So, And it's always a 12-hour day, every day. And you get your start time. And that's what it's like the whole rotation. There's no – you don't go to work when they say it's they, – you go in, let's say your shift is at 6 o'clock. Well, you're working from six to six, then you go back to the to the camp and and that's the end of your day. You don't have to uh, go to sleep for four hours and then wake up and go back. you know It must be quite an adjustment when you're when you're home after a month like how how does routine work for you? I know us in my household, we have a very eccentric routine. Well, here with the kids, you got to have routine, so when I am home, my routine is that. He lets the kids do whatever he wants. Well, He's the that, Mr. Nice Guy, and I'm the sergeant <laughs> that has all the drills and the routines. Well, at one point, but... So you're cool dad, Joe. You're cool dad. Yeah, I try to be. But you know, my job is to, you know, I always get up in the morning and bring the kids to school, and I pick them up from school. And in between, I do my stuff that I have to do. His honeydew list? Well, that too, if I have time. <laughs> other than that i i do a bunch of small stuff around and that's pretty much what i do and once in a while especially in the summertime i i go fishing and stuff like that and he's had he has picked up a few odd jobs here and there like during his time and i even looked at him and said like you don't need to be taking up extra work like when you're off you know supposed to be enjoying your time but yeah but daddy needs new boots <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah it's- so how does that affect holidays and like extended family get-togethers well for me this year i'll be working on christmas i'm gonna be at work and i'll be i'll be flying back on new year's eve so i get to work on christmas but i'll be here for new year's eve so it's i get at least one of the holidays so it's not as bad as depends on how it lands on your rotation because the mind never shuts down, right? Three hundred and sixty-five days a year, twenty-four hours a day. So, but they try to rotate that at work so that not the same guys are constantly working on those, you yeah, know, so, time holidays. And that's what they're looking to accomplish with that three-week rotation. My husband should go work with you. <laughs> There's supposed to be a train running from the from the mine site to the port to to bring the ore. Because they want to decommission the haul trucks. 
Well, we'll have to talk more about that later, but <laughs> yeah, no, my husband, he's, uh, he's gone all the time. Like every holiday Christmas, like we already had our Christmas at my parents in October or yeah, no first week of November. We're like, yeah, let's have Christmas. So we put all the Christmas stuff, put the Christmas music. We're like, this is what we're doing. Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, and my husband's birthday. There you go. Yeah. All, all one big one. thing. That's and great. Yeah, there's a very high rate of divorce in my husband's profession just because of, you know, missing so much and not being able to take time off. Yeah, well, that's the same thing with the trucking industry, right? And that's where I was before and I didn't like it. So that's why I made the change. Yeah, because where you were working before when he was hauling dynamite, he was gone all the time. Six days out of the week. Yeah, pretty much. And, and I'd be home for 20, 36 hours and go back on the road. It was brutal. It, I think that was far worse than what it is now. Now is like a breeze for him to be here at the beginning was two weeks on, two weeks off. But then after it moved to one month on, one month off of COVID. And now the union renegotiated and got three weeks. And the reason being is because a lot of province, well, there's a few provinces in particular that still have the 14-day isolation period if you go from one all, province all to another. All of the East Coast. All of the East Coast? Yeah. Okay. So they're accommodating those workers because if they had the two week on, two week off, like they had initially, they what it's supposed they to be. They wouldn't see their family. Yeah, they wouldn't see their families. It's your mileage date is your mileage date. And my husband's career is pretty much like supporting his career is my career, if you will. Because I know already a few of his coworkers, their wives or their girlfriends have already moved to elsewhere. Like there's a lot of them that are like, nope, fuck no, can't live up here, can't do it anymore, can't do the whole work thing. So I'm going to go live seven hours away, get a little job or do this or do that. Be like, oh my God, I was here for like eight months or a year. I'm missing so much. And I'm like, bitch, I fucking came here. The deal was supposed (laughs) to be two. Now it's been like, what, seven years? Like cry me a fucking river. I'm going to die here. (laughs) Yeah, because you. I, I think it's because they didn't like the cold. Yeah, but you're you're living pretty remote. For those who don't understand, like the location that Bobby Joe's living is is Hearst. That's way up north, like north for us. Oh, they got cab not too far. Yeah, away. we don't have a Walmart or nothing. We've we've already had, we have a few feet of snow already. Like summer is June, July, August, and then the rest is snow. I don't <laughs> understand. That's just it goes right there. It just bypasses fall. And then, like, spring, I don't even know what that is. That's, like, the big melt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit uh, interesting up in Hearst. I I went through there a lot of times. And we have the nicest snowmobile trails in the country, though, so you should definitely come freeze your ass off and ride. We get people from all over. I do that at work plenty, so. I do that at work plenty. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to where you are. Yeah. But Joe Toll our listeners yeah. like a few things that you've experienced working in the arctic like even wildlife from you know funny he always comes home and he always has like this ridiculously <laughs> funny story about his coworkers because you spend well now that, it's three that's weeks. what happens when you spend a lot of time with uh, people from the rock from newfoundland and that those guys are pretty interesting and uh what was the funniest story by far hands down by far yeah by a person yeah or in or situation or anything oh there's too many to tell oh which one's your favorite i'd have to think about that one (laughs) what about the one with the little foxes oh they steal your lunch they they like to go for your lunch bag (laughs) they just come up to you and steal your and rob you oh yeah you leave your if you leave your lunch bag uh 
on on a bench or something outside and you turn around, they'll come right to your bag and try to take it. (laughs) (laughs) And wonder if that's in the job description. Duties and risks may include fox muggings. Oh yes, they they're like the raccoons of the Arctic. They, what about the polar bear? Oh, we've seen a couple of those. They, we had one at camp actually last rotation. There was one uh, at the port site right behind the main camp. So, yeah, we we see the odd one here and there, but it's a thing that you you always have to be on the lookout for. There's actually a job. Someone holds a job to be a polar bear watchman. Oh my gosh, that's my dream job. <laughs> and you have to drive around in a pickup, and if you see one, you have to scare it away with a big siren. Because there's that. Because there, we are. There's not no work to kill them. See that? Yeah, because they're endangered. But that is literally my dream job. Because there's no bu- like you wouldn't if you are the polar bear watch person, you will never be bullied at work because no. all you gotta say is, "Oops, my contact fell out for a minute," and then the snow was red. Weird. If the bear is a nuisance, then they are allowed to put it down, but they have to scare it. They have to try to scare it away. It's funny working there and working with the Inuit. Well, they're not working right now because of COVID, but you learn a lot from their way of life up there. It's pretty different. Yeah, you actually told me that last rotation, it was a snow day, so you guys couldn't be driving out in the truck, and you spent the whole day learning about Inuit culture. Yeah, way well three hours. Well, it was a Inuit. That's beautiful awareness, whatever course. That, that's that's so nice. Like up here too, um, camp the camping and hunting is so big, and I know my husband has a lot of First Nation friends, and they really teach you like you know recipes and how to trap and stuff like that, and all the tips and tricks for the land. Like it, it's such a beautiful culture. Yeah, and like we learned pretty much all of their past. Mm-hmm and how they had their everything they went through like through residential schools and all the all the things they went through with the government and then we learned how they actually survive on the land by hunting whales and seal and caribou and all sorts of stuff right do you get to try that at work actually we did when they had the before covid started the inuit had their own kitchen and they would encourage us to go try and I've tried seal, and I, it, it's different. But how did you say, you describe their kitchen the way that they package everything. There's no stove or anything in that kitchen. It's only freezers and fridges. Well, they don't cook anything. Yeah, everything's What raw. do you mean they don't cook anything? Everything really? is like sushi. frozen. Everything is frozen or, or boiled. There's no, they don't actually cook the food. <laughs> they eat fish raw. That, they, eat, they eat whale blubber raw they eat everything raw which is kind of different wow that's awesome honestly that's like my totally my dream style of cooking man heck yeah <laughs> don't have to I'm cook like anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like the prehistoric microwave is boiling yeah but i'm like did know. you just boil the chicken it, yeah it'd man be, it'd be weird to eat that all the time but like they eat the whale skin and the whale fat and then the same thing with the seal. And it's kind of weird when you eat it, when you try it, especially the seal. You, you take a, they're cut into little cubes. And then uh, you just, it's like eating a, a sugar cube almost. And uh, it gives you a warming sensation when it goes down. It's kind of weird. That is strange. Yeah. 
and, and in turn that keeps that it. keeps them warm <laughs> but their way of life is way different than than here it's completely different and they have no trees to go when they're going hunting and they got no trees to rely on for cover and they it's basically bare especially in the winter time it's bare there is one worker that you worked with that's Inuit that told you a story of an encounter with a polar bear. What was it? Oh, when he was a boy. Yeah. Yeah, they they were sleeping in their igloo. And when they woke up in the morning, the bear was sleeping on top of the igloo. Oh, my God. Yeah, he said that was a pretty that's, scary moment. To our listeners who've never really seen a polar bear or anything in person, they are big, <laughs> huge. Joey said that he had encountered one while he was trucking the one day. He measured at pretty close to 10 feet. <laughs> well, that's bigger than a black, like a brown and black bear for sure. Oh, yeah. And they are fast. Something very fast. It ran the span of six kilometers in, I'd say, about five minutes. Yeah, my, my husband's coworker, actually, he went viral on YouTube because he, he goes bow hunting and he shot and I guess he missed a bear and pissed him off and the bear charged him. He got it on his gopro and the bear just pushed him down and then was like eh, got bored and then just walked away and that could have went bad that, <laughs> that reminds me of that video i seen online that went viral with the wildcat like with the with the bobcat with the bobcat was it a bobcat well, mountain lion mountain lion whatever you want to call it yeah and the guy was in his territory in the territory it was a female that was just protecting her young and she was charging him and trying to push him away and he eventually got away but that's kind of that's a scary encounter i wouldn't want that anyway and then you have Mm-mm. other funny encounters joey was telling me that there's this particular crow oh, my little crow buddy yeah that follows him <laughs> daily well follows everyone oh but he he flies right beside the window and he looks at you <laughs> he glides for a couple of kilometers and follows you right beside your 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 driver window and in hopes to you throw some food out of the window oh <laughs> do you eh, once in a while i gave i give him a piece of cheese or something <laughs> once in a while not all the time it'd be hard for me i like feeding the birds found it odd that there's crows up there yeah to be such a desolate place they are resilient that's for sure you get all sorts of things you from the rabbits to the fox to polar bears to wolves you get all kinds and tracy you wouldn't take the kids and relocate to none of it god no no joey's like oh you should get a job up north with me we can be like work buddies i'm like dude i can't work with you like he he constantly tries to say oh i'm gonna get a job with where i work right now i'm like no no like I'll, i'll i'll murder you in your sleep that's that's how much i don't want this to happen because there's only so much of joey that you can handle in a day and anyone who knows him personally will agree with me that they say that i'm a saint to be with him because he has like these way of just annoying the shit out of you in like five minutes like it doesn't take very long we should never drink with your wife in the same room because we would both end up dead because <laughs> bobby joe's very similar to you oh is she? yeah mm. yeah oh the I shits have i have disturbed oh there is a story i remember specifically one story in particular that pissed me off at the time i laugh about it now but we were at a friend's house um and we were at oh, new, Year- new year's mm. new year's eve a few years back and 
Joey had bought himself the Kovazi. The Kovazi was pretty good. For those who don't know, it's cognac. And he does not, uh, like, he drinks beer. He doesn't drink heavy liquor. So, should have stopped after half the bottle. Yeah. And we're talking like this is nine o'clock at night. It's not even nowhere near New Year's, and he's plastered. (laughs) He's calling our friends from Ottawa all over, wishing them Happy New Year. And they're all like, Joe, it's not even midnight. It's nine o'clock. But it's a (laughs) thought. Then we're playing board games. Well, it's midnight. It's the next day in Australia, at least. Yeah. I guess he had the intention. It's midnight set. somewhere. <laughs> but <laughs> needless to say, when it came time to around midnight, everyone was, you know, oh, happy new year and giving each other kisses and all that. We had other couples there and everyone's just hearing me in the background yelling to Joey from the bathroom because Joey had fallen asleep in front of the sink, okay? And his jeans were so goddamn tight. Well, I was almost... Yeah, he was almost doing the splits, but his <laughs> pants were so tight that they were holding him up standing. He was sleeping standing in his <laughs> jeans. And it, yeah, he was literally in position, standing up, doing the splits halfway. Well, the counter helped. Yeah, the counter if helped. Frank did that, if Frank did that, I would literally just take a sheet and fucking put it over him and sharpie two two little holes like a ghost and just fucking leave. <laughs> I was giving Joey shit because Joey has this knack of when he drinks, instead of hurling in the toilet like a normal goddamn person, he hurls in the sink and it's and it leaves like it's disgusting. Oh, Joey, no! Exactly. So I'm giving him shit to fucking <laughs> go in the toilet. All you can hear is aim for the toilet, aim for the toilet. And then after once he did it. There you go. That's all they could hear in the background. And the like our friends were just dying laughing because I'm just like pissed off. And it's supposed to be like a time to like celebrate. I'm just babysitting my husband. No, I don't. I know. But it was it's funny things that you think about now. It, the things that you go through in a marriage, it's it's unreal. You you learn to to and that overcome was a, a lot. Young... young you, okay. Maybe five years. No, was... that's a lot in dog years. Yeah. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, marriages you go through a lot of ups and downs. It, it was before thirty. Mm-hmm. So essentially, this this job is a blessing in a way, right? Because like yeah. pros and cons, you get to spend time with him for the month he's home, mm-hmm. and then when you get sick, it's like fucking bye bye, and you enjoy your your you time. Yeah, and <laughs> she gets to sleep alone because she doesn't like to cuddle all that much, and I'm a cuddler. Oh God, what a monster, Tracy! I, come on, no. I know I'm dead inside. Well, she she's a freaking amateur, yeah. <laughs> like really, really excessive how warm you get at night. But anyway, I still like it. And <laughs> but she doesn't like it. She always pushes me away halfway through the night. Um, yeah. The the only thing that sucks about working up there is that I have to cuddle a pillow. Is is that your how you cope? Texting yeah. and cuddling a pillow. Yeah, because I get two pillows. Get the pillow one. Hashtag buy yourself a pillow to cope. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or do you like me? Because I'm the snuggler too. I am essentially Joey and Frank is Tracy. And when he's home, he doesn't sleep good. And I'll be like, why? And he's like, because your fucking toe touched my foot. I felt it. It was there. (laughs) I couldn't sleep. So now he goes to work and I put like three, four dogs on the bed and we snuggle. And it's just like, yeah, I'm but I, I don't, I don't have dogs. a dog up there. So Invite the crow or tame a polar bear. I, I think they'd say something about that. Yeah, or the little foxes. <laughs> oh, yeah, those little white foxes. They're like little balls of fur. Yeah, and the rabbits are bigger than the fox. 
oh, I would so lose my job. They'd be like, what's this noise? And then they'd have like a zoo in my room. (laughs) (laughs) They're very strict up there on the rules. Yeah, we're not allowed to pet them or we're not allowed to try to pet them. Although they are big fluff balls. And once in a while, there's, uh, especially when we're out on the road, and uh, you stop somewhere, there, there'll be four or five of them standing beside the, the truck waiting for, we call them little beggars. They, they, they all sit and wait patiently to see if you're going to give them something to eat. <laughs> oh, I would be so hard for me not to pack them all a lunch. Oh, the, some people do. There's other jobs where they have, I don't know if they're scientists or researchers, that they research the ponds nearby and they... And if they're going to be building a road, you're telling me that they like make sure the ecosystem is not damaged in any way to kind of oh, move that. Yeah, the environmental. The environmental department. Yeah, I think yeah, it's the pretty environmental neat. technicians. Yeah, I didn't even know cool. that was a. I don't even. I didn't even know that was a job. And actually, my coworker, she did that way back when, when she was younger, um, here in Ontario, and she went all over. And that's what was her job is to is to research and see in the environments and make sure that the ecosystem is Yeah, because it's maintained. a mine, they got to do environmental impacts. Mm-hmm. And they walk around in the creeks in the summertime and count the fish and whatever they do. They, they do all sorts of stuff. They, they're always up and down going to check, especially if there's dead animals, they got to do uh, inspections uh, in investigation. Honestly, it sounds like living up there would be amazing. Uh, it's nice to visit. Just leave it at that. <laughs> I would, I'd be hard pressed to like learn how to live without sunlight for half the year. Yeah. yeah or, but then the other half it's bright, right? All the time. Yeah. And that kind of throws you off too, because then you try to go to bed and then, it seems like it's the, the night would kill me for, for seasonal depression. But on the bright side, I mean, having a husband who works away for a month in, you know, the Arctic, you don't have to worry about cheating. <laughs> you know, like there's no side family, right? Or is there Joey? Not really. Because that's a concern. And a lot of yeah. marriages, right? The cheating. That when, is. In their way. Like I know pilots, like, you know. But I don't know. It, it, I'd say it's about 95% male so no <laughs> i think it's more the other way like the spouses that are home that you that you've heard that have had marital issues um yeah maybe, that too yeah but there's no concern for me up there unless i'm planning to shack up with another man <laughs> there's not too many women working up there so it's it's not very even in, let's say in the gender <laughs> and spectrum. i'm and i'm not the jealous type either I was at the beginning. He's giving me the eyes. And I was at the beginning of our relationship, but I think it's just because I don't know. It's it's new. When you go into new relationship, you don't know your I don't know. You don't know your place in the relationship. You're not too sure how it's going to pan out. I guess I had a lot of insecurities when I was younger, and they play into that. But then when you get into relationship like ours, where we've been together, I've been together with Joey more than. I've been on my own. It gets to a point where you trust each other and that's not something that you need to worry about. That's hard. And what would you say yeah. built trust? Like good communication? Yeah, definitely good communication because I think, well, Joey's hard to read for me. Like I, yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty good at reading people's vibes and auras and emotions. And Joey's just very closed off with with that aspect. I always told him he he was like dead inside, even though I'm the one that's really like that. But you are. Well, yeah, you tell me that because I don't cuddle. That I'm dead inside. It doesn't mean you're dead inside. It just means you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, same thing. <laughs> and you're you're not you're the one with the emotion. I'm the one that will come and collect it. Yeah, I think we pair each other very well because I am fucking all over the map emotionally, and mm-hmm. I can go from zero to hundred in two seconds flat. I think one. <laughs> And he's, I've literally seen, caught myself having arguments with him or freaking out. And it's like me talking or yelling at a wall because he's just there looking at me like deer in headlights. And he's like, what do you do when I do that? Do you like have like something in your head that you play in your head or you think about while I'm in those kind of probably like T minus 15 days to none of it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just sing in my rainbow, rainbow lollipops, really. Yeah. See, I don't worry about cheating in my relationship. Like, people are like, oh, my God. Like, I guess he would have to worry about me because I'd, ha- I'd be the one to have a lot of times, like, a lot of time on my hands. Well, yeah, you're the kind. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but him, it's like, honestly, he he's just so, I don't want to say introverted, like, antisocial. Like I, sometimes I he'll come home too. and I'll be like, "How was your day?" And he'll he'll tell me a little, and then I'll ask another question, and he's like, "Whoa, too much time!" Like you fucking sat next to someone in silence for ten hours. How much fucking meditation time do you need? Well, how do you? Because I wake up and I'm like, "Coffee, pay attention to me, love me," and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "So you don't know if they talk or not? You're not there." I can just imagine my husband like. Also, like, we're away every hol. He's away every holiday, right? So it got to me, like, going alone and stuff like that all the time and being like, yeah, he's at work. And, like, my family couldn't meet him right away. A lot of my friends still haven't met him. And for a long time, it was like, you know, has your mental illness escalated? Is your partner fictitious? (laughs) Is your partner (laughs) We're seriously questioning. (laughs) Yeah. But him, it's a little bit different. He works with one person, right? Pretty much all the time. For me, there's mm-hmm. there's 50 of us just in our department at one time. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of people. <laughs> but you, you like got close to like a crew that you had started with and then they switched you crews. Yeah, but luckily I still knew some people on that crew. But it's, it's different. And there's quite the characters. The stories you tell me sometimes about these guys, it's just, it makes me laugh. And- oh, we got all kinds. We got My husband published too. writers even. We we what? got we got one. There's one guy I worked with. He he just published a book. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd love to to hear some work stories. I know my husband has some hilarious railroad stories. He's like, I don't know if I could share them without getting fired. <laughs> well, us the stories are pretty much uh, stories that people do back at home or whatever. It's a little bit different, but even some stories that we do at work but it, it's all in good fun there's trying to think which one but we we have so many it's pretty hilarious what did they call you what did they nickname you <laughs> mr excitement no captain oh, excitement. oh okay. captain excitement sorry why is that apparently i sound depressed on when i talk on the radio <laughs> <laughs> i can't fucking have no clue why <laughs> joey's a living know. a living breathing eeyore apparently that's what they say oh, you're but, so expressive joey i know I don't know why they would say that. <laughs> but yeah, they call me Cop- Captain Excitement because I'm so cheerful. But, <laughs> but yeah, the to go back, like I guess, to the topic of how to cope and everything, uh, how to deal with a husband spouse being away from home for a long periods of time. I just want to reiterate, like getting into like a routine, especially when you have kids, that's where it gets a little dicey because... 
a lot of times you don't want to get into a position where I did get into that position where you get jealous of your spouse because they're you think that they're having like this exciting time being at work, not having kids to worry about, not having dinner to worry about, not having cleaning, not having any of the stuff that I have to worry about here on a day-to-day basis with oh, having that, a family. That part is nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not going to lie there. But I think on the role reverse, if I put myself in his shoes, he's away all that time from me, from the kids, from all those things that happen that we take for granted on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's important for people who are in those situations or are about to go into those situations where a spouse works away for a long period of time is to really appreciate each other and not get into this competition of who's doing what, who's not doing what, because then that just leads to like countless arguments. And then that leads to bitterness and it could lead to a lot of bad shit that can happen in the future. So it's just to kind of keep track of that and be open with your communication like you were saying earlier bobby joe is is to make sure that that communication is always open and understanding and appreciating what each other do does do while they're away during that time Mm. i think like the biggest success factors like personally from my experience in long distance because strangely enough we text more now that we actually live together than when we did live together like long distance because but i'm not a taxi person i'm like a hey I'll respond to you within like 72 hours if I like you kind of person. <laughs> I hope you respond faster you know, than that to your uh, husband. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that 24 hours is like really punctual. You know, that's, that's mm. on point. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't text all the time because it sort of um, gives us things to talk about in person. So we sort of save it little check-ins not really what are you doing now what are you wearing what are you eating like you know kind of stuff what are you wearing? um jeez and th- again <laughs> that went dark fast that spending dark money fast. you know and having <laughs> having expectations i find expectations once we like per- my husband you know he would agree like we had expectations you know like he goes to work i get this done and then i had expectations that he would get home even if he had a hard trip he would still keep the house clean and his you know expectations for cleanliness and organization are different than my expectations and stuff like that and then we just were like you know what fuck this he said she said bullshit and like just pick your battles and like don't sweat the small stuff sort of thing And that for sure is easier said than done, Um, you know, because the first time when we moved in together, we were long distance for almost two years and then we moved in together. And now even though we live together, it's still weird because we spend half the almost what, at least a third of the year long distance. We fought more when we first moved in together. It was it was horrible. It was a verbal bloodbath. I would say the same, I guess, with me and Joey when we're together too much for too much time for me anyway. I don't know about she him. She pushes me. Yeah, it's like, go, go, spread your rings, go. My rings? My, your wings. Okay. <laughs> See, Frank is a, he'll, he'll yell. He's a yeller. And like, I don't yell. So when you someone yells at me or gets way too passionate and like stuff, I just look at them dead in the soul. That's all I do. Yeah, and then eventually it always ends up where they start yelling at me because... I'm not yelling. And then I'm just, they're like, why are you looking at me? And I'm like, doesn't matter. The moment you ro- raised your voice, I knew I was fucked. 
like you know it's like that moment where you're like i see the light i'm dying oh well like (laughs) 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 you give me so much perspective on joey's inner soul because (laughs) you vocalize it and he doesn't and everything you're saying he's just nodding in 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 coincidence (laughs) that he's like yes i do that Yes, I do that. <laughs> yeah, and you do scream at me. I I know I do scream at you. You're I the am. Screamer. I am the screamer. I'm not gonna. But you'll never. That. It doesn't matter how much you scream because he'll. You'll never get a rise because he just knows it's, it's. He's fucked, and he's like, oh, this is my impending doom, and then oh yeah, the doom's gonna happen, and then it becomes fuck. How long is this doom gonna last? And then after it's like I'm beyond the point of caring. <laughs> yep, and you just find a spot to hide, and when the storm has passed, you come out and you try and cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although she she doesn't like it, but then I slowly make her laugh again. Apologize. Yeah, that's one thing he's good at is making me laugh and joking around, and it's mostly at my expense though. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. Just like ring. Uh, hey, numbers, not words. Okay, we can't all be good at everything. I love my husband. I really do, despite complaint my complaints. But he's like dyslexic as fuck, <laughs> like literally dyslexic as fuck. And when I always forget that he's dyslexic because he's so high functioning and, and stuff like that. And, you know, for someone with a learning disability, you can't tell. But when he's tired, because his job sometimes will require him to be awake for 20, you know, 20 hours or more. Like sometimes he's been up for 26 hours, right? So, I mean, he's way too tired. Even a person who doesn't have any sort of learning barrier would be like, what the fuck? Because yeah, I can't <laughs> and think he'll, after that long. I'll, no me either and like he'll have to do that drive home and he like wrote a grocery list because he wanted some stuff and then he got so upset with me because i couldn't find it and i'm like i didn't fucking know what anything was and you spelt tomatoes with like two b's like Mm. i didn't know what any of the fucking shit was (laughs) he's just getting so mad and he's like i fucking go to work and i work so hard and i'm like i don't know what a babata is man like (laughs) (laughs) You should just know what and he likes and keep valley. it stocked up. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that's, that's what they were when he does work a job and they do have like a remote uh, cook. I'm like, or I buy groceries and I drop it off and his mom makes it. Nice. And then I, I pick it up, yeah, because she knows what he likes more. And it seems when I try to do it, he's I don't want that. I'm just like, Fuck. <laughs> You could get a job with Joey, and they, it's all like all expense, like food, travel, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna you have don't to get send to me choose. that fucking application. You, you don't. I'm just you you don't get to choose on the menu, though. You don't get to choose, but it's no, still he's cooked okay. for you. Yeah, it's cooked. Yeah, for he's you. he's not that fussy. I think it's just me. There's a few times where I've accidentally given him diarrhea at work, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, that would be bad. That would be bad. I. <laughs> I meant well, you know, I was like, oh, cute. Look at these little baby red peppers and they're fucking habanero. And then he's like, I'm fucking 16 hours and there's no toilet. And every time they're pulling out a siding, I'm like having violent diarrhea. And it's horrible. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Well, you got to do what you got to do. Because <laughs> I'm to the point where it's like this one grocery store. They barely have anything up here, like at all. You know, pomegranate will be eight dollars. Uh, we're not having fucking turkey this year because the turkeys are seventy-five dollars at the grocery yeah, store. Just buy two chickens, <laughs> right? Yeah, ridiculous. Like no wonder a lot of people have uh, have hobby farms because that's a lot of money. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, so I just kind of go and I'm like, hey, what's rotten? What's not rotten? What made the trip? And that's kind of what I buy, and I don't really read shit. And then you do get those kids that are like, 
don't give a shit and they just label things whatever like <laughs> that turkey like i thought it was a mistake and i guess it wasn't because i remember one time i had to go complain because the prices will skyrocket especially when they had that whole like trump thing where there were like the trades and people were bike boycotting shit and sometimes the winter the milk truck or we'll get in an accident we won't have fucking milk for like three weeks anywhere in town and it's like fuck like new driver like new country like you should fucking no defensive driving but whatever yeah but they don't teach you i fucking i know i just really really like milk so that makes me bitter but <laughs> everyone was you can always buy your own cow and milk, milk it every day but- yeah but fuck like oh yeah fuck that that's the one thing that sucks about living up north and it wouldn't be so bad like a lot of people garden and it's wonderful but like i have a black thumb i fucking murder everything and i try so hard and like people come over they'll be like dude your plant is so dead really yeah oh yeah tracy killed the freaking bonsai tree not a bonsai tree a bamboo stick that's that's even worse Oh, I killed, to, I killed one to, of those two. You have to water them. it once a year or once a month. Once a year. <laughs> <laughs> once a year. Okay, look. It's yeah. like once a month, okay, but I was like, it needs it's water. It died. I think I gave it too much water because I thought I was overcompensating. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to die. You're like your mother for that. Your mother killed the cactus. Yeah, I've killed cactus. Cacti. I think it's just I the vibe. I don't know. Maybe I love it. Maybe I just loved it too hard. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, I, that's maybe. what I'm going with. Yeah, we're going with that, Bobby Joe. We loved it too hard. Jeez. <laughs> I like my friend. She's like, what's wrong with your mint? I'm like, oh, I think it's sleeping. And then she's like, it's fucking molded. The roots died. <laughs> like, what's that on your table? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, just fucking growing up with parents feeding me misinformation. Oh, don't worry, mommy, I can't do it. No, don't worry. The plants are just sleeping. What the fuck? <laughs> Buys carrots at the store, puts them in garden. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. I mean, one day I'm still going to keep trying. It's expensive failure, but I'm still going to keep trying. I bought a, a money tree to symbolize our love when we first got together. <laughs> it's it sacrifice. It, I, <laughs> I brought it from Sudbury. It survived an eight-hour car ride. Okay, in the fucking winter. And then fucking being alone with BJ for fucking four days. Fucking died. <laughs> it died in four days. Damn it. <laughs> like, what did I do? Must have been the car ride. The sacrifices you've done for your relationship. And for, and that tree is like, Mm-mm, I ain't doing it. But Baba Joe outlasted right. everything. Well, I think that's that right. a curse thing. Maybe God's scared. It got scared of her. So. <laughs> Just by a never. Uh, so never I tell my my husband, I'm like, what's my soul animal or something? You know, like what if I was a plant, what would I be? He's like a fucking moldy cockroach. I'm like, fine. <laughs> He's like, but baby, you're so resilient. I love you. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a compliment or not but oh i've had a total who knows what well, maybe maybe we'll be uh moving to the yukon or uh Nineveh soon tracy send me some like yeah 30 centers and things i will be oh but thanks anyway for <laughs> having what well, we're happy to have joey on our show today it was a kind of a uh, interesting perspective in but one thing where she says she's like you say you like milk and being in hearst you know you just Remember that none of it, there's no cows there. And the milk is triple, quadruple the price. Yeah, yeah. so maybe Bobby Joe won't be moving in none of it anytime yeah, soon. I, I or maybe I'll, I'll friend a polar bear and drink bear milk. Yeah, that'd be weird. Make sure it's a female. 
And make sure you videotape it because I want to see this. <laughs> if you can approach a polar bear without it murdering you, that is a feat. I want to see this. Yeah, but make sure you get the right one. <laughs> get the right one. <laughs> Well, that was refined and real. Many thanks to you, our listeners, for staying with us until the very end. For more about us and what we do, check us out on our Facebook page, Refined Reality, the podcast. And a huge shout out to Architect for building our music. Like what you hear? Check out his info in our description. Until next time, get some R&R. Stay curious. This is Bobby Joe signing off.